Welcome to the AvGeeks Assemble podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Av Geeks Assemble podcast. Today we've got Ben with us from the Av Geeks Assemble crew. How are you doing, Ben? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's uh, summertime, which means it's air show season, which means I'm a happy bunny. Oh, <laughs> yes. Aren't we all happy? We're all very, very happy. <laughs> That's it. Definitely. Um, this week we've got two guests with us, both from the uh, Av Geek community. Um, first of all, we've got Craig Strawbridge. How are you doing, Craig? All right. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? We are, we are. <laughs> yeah, this, this episode is going to be a very eclectic one for our overseas listeners because there's going to be accents from all sides of the country. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff, mate. Good stuff. And we've also got uh, Connor Malone. How you doing, I'm Connor? And how are you? I'm good, mate. Like I said, it's uh, summertime. I'm sweating my tits off, uh, but the air shows, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what we're going to do, uh, obviously, we're going to be talking av geekery and photography and whatnot. We're going to see how uh, both Craig and Connor got into the hobby and uh, what their uh, what their viewpoints are. But what the, the main point of today's podcast is that we've all got something in common, not just that we're av geeks, not just that we're photographers, but we've all done a certain thing with a certain iconic aircraft, uh, which we'll get to in a bit. So uh, we'll start with you, Craig. Um, how did you get into uh, av geekery? As it were, um, I've I've always been like since a kid. Like I've always been interested in like aviation, in particular like military aviation. I mean, I grew up as a kid. With, I've watched Top Gun since I was like two. Memphis Bell was another one. Uh, so you know, that's wow. it, always been a big interest for me. When I was a kid, I had a Harrier jump jet like I painted on my wall. I used to make model aircraft and all sorts. Um. And then as time's gone by, I went quiet. Then I started doing photography and started doing wildlife photography. And I discovered the Mac Loop on YouTube. So I thought, oh, I'm going to go visit there. Went down. And then since then, it's just been, yeah, it's just escalated from there. That sounds remarkably similar to my path, mate, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost like we're, we're brothers from other mothers. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. What about you, Connor? How did you, uh, how did you arrive at this uh, madhouse? Pretty similar to all you, to be fair. Um, local <laughs> air shows, um, Eastbourne, Hegcorn, all that kind of my, neck of my woods. So that's, you know, that's sort of where it all kicked off. Um, joined the Air Cadets. That also helped. Very, very much helped, yeah. <laughs> um, Ben's had, very much in agreement with that. Oh, honestly, some of the experiences I had, ace, absolutely ace. Anyone who anyone who wants to consider it, whether it's yourself, you know, family members, just do it. Just, just seriously, just do it. In in the in the famous words of Charlie Bluff, just do it. Um <laughs> seriously, it's honestly I've done some such cool stuff with the experts. Um and yeah, sort of picked up a camera. Um doing a bit of landscape, a bit of wildlife. And um, yeah, put two and two together and here we are sort of five years later. <laughs> it's interesting that um, probably, I'm not sure about you, Ben, because did you start with a different type of photography or did you just pick up the camera solely for aviation? 
No, I, I just solely picked that up for aviation. Yeah. So it's it's all because I I started doing like landscape photography and things like that as well, and then obviously rediscovered the Mac Loop. Well, I discovered the Mac Loop through through being out in the mountains and whatnot in Wales and not and getting buzzed by Texans and all sorts of things like that and hawks and stuff and wondering what why are they flying through here and then obviously it's all sort of obvious now to me but um yeah it's just weird that a lot of people get into this hobby through other types of photography and it's just quite interesting always seems to be a sort of like background interest in planes from like when you're younger and things it's forgotten about and all of a sudden you see one you go that's cool <laughs> yeah 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 definitely i mean to be honest i, I used to go to cosford air show uh, which i've said many a time on this podcast like since i was knee high to a grasshopper and used to go every year and then got to my sort of like teenage years and stuff and you, you know what it's like you start to lose a bit of interest you get other things that take your interest as you probably full well know and money becomes a thing and you're out and alcohol becomes a thing and girls become a thing. And <laughs> <laughs> Before you know it, you've got, you've got lots of other things that are, are of interest to you and planes is pretty much like down the pecking order. But then obviously it comes back to you later in life and you, you're sort of like, you're glad that it did. I am anyway. So like, like Connor said about the cadet, there oh. are so many things that I did in the cadets and Connor probably did as well, that as a normal city, unless you've got, Friends that are friends that are friends that are friends. You ain't, <laughs> or you've joined the military yourself. You ain't ever going to get that chance. Nope. Well, I mean, we've touched on it a couple of times there. You might as well talk about a couple of your experiences in the cadets because it's, I mean, people listening might be thinking about joining the cadets. Yeah. I've not got any experience of it. I'm not sure if you have, Craig, but. No, I mean, I, again, I'd be interested here because it was one thing I wanted to do, but at that yeah. period of my life, like music took over and then. I went down that route and stuff as well. So it's there you go. See, look, yeah. another thing that takes your interest when you get to your teenage <laughs> is music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you might That's as well talk, talk a little bit about that then. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I'm from Western, so down Bristol Way, south, the southwest. So uh, when I was in the cadets, it was the early to mid 2000s. So we still had like Line and was still open with G130s, none of these A400 thing in the lobs. We got to do like uh, week camps for the summer. So we'd go and spend a week on an active RAF base. So I spent a week at Waddington, Scampton, Linton on News with the Takanos, uh, which was incredible. Um, nice. Had flights. So flew drop tutors. It's like, a, uh, like an air experience. Went gliding. And then if you were very lucky, um, you got to do uh, experience flights with current Royal RF aircraft. So yeah, yeah. So some some of the stuff I've gone up in is uh, is pretty awesome. But it's a name of few. Yeah. So uh, Chinook Humor. Um, we had an ex cadet who went into the Navy. He brought a Lynx down to Western and took us for a buzz around Western in a Lynx, which was pretty awesome. Nice. Um, I had a flight in the C one thirty which was incredible. <laughs> I want to do it again. So if anyone knows anyone, drop the link. <laughs> um, contact contact yeah. at AvGeeksAssemble on all platforms. <laughs> That's it. That is it. Um, had a flight into Carno, which was probably the closest I would ever get to being in a fast jet because those things would just go. They're like a mini race car. They're just incredible. Um, but one of the recent ones, well, Say one of the recent ones. One of the ones that pops to memory recently was uh, it was twelve years ago. Uh, went down to RMB Chivener, where at the time 
they had the seeking search and rescue helicopters and we had pleasure i'd say pleasure flight in one um but instead of boarding like you normally would step up the ramps uh they hovered 50 feet above us and winched us up into the uh which was <laughs> insane obviously it's not if you like in freezing cold water you've just lost your boat and you know but yeah we got winched up into the seeking on a blue sky summer oh, incredible so any young youngins listening to the podcast head down to your local atc air cadets and just just do it just you'll, you won't forget it you'll do everything you'll do shooting you'll do it in the competition between squadrons you can even go across seas and do base visits in other in other countries like in germany uh, they do a uh, what is it an international cadet exchange or ice um, yeah. where you'll go over to somewhere like Canada for up to six weeks if not more and they'll send someone over and live in the UK on the sea yeah and if you're looking at a career path to go into the RAF especially with the air cadets it gives you that insight into RAF life the discipline the history what you kind of expect when you then join into the actual RAF itself or any other branch in, of the military in the United Kingdom. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Connor, did you have similar similar stuff like that? Yeah. Um stayed at um RF Witten for one of my first summer camps. Uh visited the likes of Waddington. Uh unfortunately the runway was up at the time. So <laughs> typical. Um oh god. Um shooting um flying i've got about two three hours under my belt on a grob now um i was lucky enough to go to germany uh so actually stayed on ramstein air base for uh 10 days um it was nice being woken up by a c5 every morning Um, (laughs) however you want to take that okay fine um (laughs) flew at ramstein on the back of a herc four ship um low level around southern germany that was Again, I'm sure Ben can mirror that. Something else, honestly. Um, I, I was lucky enough to go up into the flight deck as we took off. So to feel it sort of almost do what you consider a performance takeoff and hurt, it was just so cool. Um, and then to come back to see everyone sort of heads in the knees was also quite entertaining. <laughs> um, and sort of everyone still bit double over like that. And then, you know, we're up to sort of a cruising, like, cruising level when they drop the back down and you can see the three hooks buzzing around behind you oh, and it's nice. just honestly it's <laughs> something else um but same trip we got to have a play with some tornadoes at bullshaw um both sat, sat airside and watched uh i think it was six go up on performance takeoff um got to have a look around on the old ones and some other bits and pieces which probably can't say um <laughs> yeah and um I also went to Spang, Spang Darlam, um, and had a play on the F-16s there. So that was good. But of course, they were on deployment at the same time as well. So I only got the dummy <laughs> one. <laughs> it's still, I mean, like like, like you both said, like t- you're talking about exper- life experiences, like at such a young age, just second to none from what you've just both described. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I wish, I wish in my formative years I'd had those experiences. I mean, it just... I don't know. I, I, I can't remember my younger years. I mean, maybe I just didn't realise that air cadets was something that was a possibility for me. And maybe lots of people out there who go to air shows don't realise that. Maybe 
maybe the armed forces don't do a good enough job of, of promoting it. But the experiences you both described sound absolutely amazing. I'd, I'd be like a kid in a sweet shop now to have them, <laughs> let alone have them like when I'm a young teenager or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? So, Especially when uh, this time of year as well in the cadets, obviously now this year it's actually happened, is air shows with the cadets. Oh. You get you can get an experience out of that. I, I, I've got another story, whether I want to, I think I said it before. Uh, I did a react many moons ago when the Raptor came over first and was in the, what was kind of like the crew lounge where the pilots and all the, the crews had come in and signed in after landing. I had a top brass of the RAF turn around and say, right, you're only allowed these people in if they've got these few passes. If they've got the passes, they're not allowed them. So everyone was coming in, minibus pulls up, and out jumps five black flight suits with F-22 demo team right over them. And obviously at the time, everyone fanboys and goes, oh, exciting. <laughs> so four of them come up, two passes, yeah, BBK. go. The fifth man turns up with just the one pass. I said, sorry, sir. I said, you can't come in. And uh, he goes, oh, do you know who I am and all of that? And I'm like, yes, I know who you are. You're the F-22 demo team pilot. And I uh, <laughs> turns around and says, yeah. I'm with those guys. I said, nope, nope. I said, I've been told by him over there, you're not allowed in. So he darts back off to the bus, comes with his pass, tells me to open my hand and drops a Raptor Challenge coin in my hand, which was insane. <laughs> I've still got it, still to this day. But yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do that if you were a normal, you know, like like what we are now, a normal Sith Lord. Um, and you get a lot more access to the aircraft than what even some of the super squirrels that are in the community, <laughs> they, they can know as many contacts as they want. But when you see a, you know, five foot two cadet who's as scrawny as a, a rake, myself, uh, <laughs> climbing into a Vulcan and no one else can, then you know you've made it in life. It's, 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 just, it's, just, it's just another example of the sort of stuff that, that you get to do as cadets. So, mm. I mean, like, I mean... If, you, if you're listening to this and you're of the right age, just go and do it. I mean, what have we got to lose? I mean, you might you might only do it for a couple of years. You come away with some great memories, some great experiences. It's only going to help you in later years. So fair play. Absolutely. Fair play, definitely. Absolutely. So chaps, um, gear-wise, what are we using? Uh, we'll start with Connor. What are you using at the moment currently? I'm going to make a lot of people upset here. I use a Nikon. I use a Nikon D610. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so talking from the ex Nikon user. Here we go. Um, don't don't take but don't take booze from Benny's a turncoat. It used to be a Nikon. <laughs> this is it. It's sort of like <laughs> um, um yeah, so run uh, currently run a uh, Nikon D610 uh with a Sigma 150 600 contemporary model. Um for more close-up stuff, I sometimes run the Nikon 85 Prime. Um, just a bit of air shows being full frame, it's sometimes a little bit easier, um, especially for static stuff. Yeah, that's sort of primary setup. Uh, I sometimes have um, like a bit of a pillock running around with a um, GoPro mat at the top of my camera as well, recording. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, what about yourself, Craig? What are you, what are you running? I'm I'm Sony, so I, I use the Sony A9. <laughs> Just jealous. <laughs> I use a Sony A9, and I've got uh, the Sony 200 600s, like generally my go-to lens for like most things, and all me all me jet stuff. Yeah, over low level stuff. It's 200 600 mil. 
it's an absolute beast of a lens. I love it. It's great for my wildlife stuff as well. Um, for the closest stuff, I've got a Sony twenty-four to one hundred and five mil, um, which is just a. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not one of the fancy G Master ones, which you know I like my kidneys, and I, so I can't afford to give one up for a lot of those lenses. <laughs> I wish I could, but you know, um, it's an absolutely cracking lens, um, nice and sharp and. Yeah, they're my sort of two main lenses. I've got macro and stuff, but that's for wildlife again and, and so on. But it's good stuff. I mean, it, it tends to be most av geeks sort of, uh, well, for, from a photography point of view, uh, kit bag, doesn't it? So you've got like your main body, you've got a long lens, it's probably up to 600 mil, and then you're probably looking at a 24 to 105 or maybe a, a smaller prime, which is exactly the same for me. I'm Canon EOSR. I use the contemporary 150 to 600 Sigma as well. And uh, I've got the Canon um, RF 24 to 105 as well. So I've got a very similar sort of focal range to what you've got there, Craig, as well. So, but it's, it, I mean, you say, it's, I mean, like mine's not the fancy one either. It's not the L series one. Um, it's just the, it's just the kit lens 24 to 105. It's one of the sharpest lenses I've ever seen. It's mm. just absolutely amazing. It's really good. So um, what about you, Ben? What, what, what are you rocking at the moment? Uh, so I, return uh, coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm currently rocking the Canon 90D uh, with um, the Canon 100 to 400 lens and the 24 to 25 wide angle lens for statics and close ups. Uh, yeah, and then obviously mount my phone on top of the uh, on top of the camera to get them in videos and the reels. But, um, yeah, we all need the videos just to get everyone to look at our accounts and then we show them yeah. photos instead. <laughs> that's, that's it, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought putting videos on a, on a, on a photography uh, platform, eh? I know, yeah. It's, it's crazy world we live in. Little, little video which I've taken on my phone, mounted to the top of my camera, and that'll get a hell of a lot of views. And then I, I post a photo which I've spent time, a lot of money on gear, mm. a lot of editing and all that stuff. And it goes on, it's like, you have five likes. Mm. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, but that same the video that you're talking about, I had four million views and fifty thousand likes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a crazy world, unfortunately, but we have to try and survive in it. So but no, I mean we've all got we've all got short lenses there that we've just talked about, which probably segues us nicely into the uh to the main topic of today's podcast, which is uh uh doing uh something that we've all got in common with a certain aircraft so uh, ben do you want to do you want to uh let us know what that is so let's get down to the bread and butter the meat the filling of this podcast um <laughs> as some of you may have seen on all four of our instagrams uh we've all done something in common not just taking photos of planes but specifically taking photos of the legendary Spitfire in the air, um, an experience that a lot can't do because it's big bucks. Um, but obviously, the way that we've done it, I think most people could probably afford. So, and seeing that you did it first, the air of course. Um, yeah. Do you want Do you want to give us your experience and how you well, felt it went my, and all that? Yeah, yeah. My, I mean, mine was just over a year ago and we've uh, just 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 for sort of full disclosure here, we've all we all did it with the same company with Aero Legends UK uh they're not affiliated to this podcast we're not being paid for them to talk about it so it's uh, we're just talking about our experiences so just to put that out there before anyone puts a, puts a comment somewhere to say oh you're promoting someone but yeah I did mine about 12 months ago uh June 
2021. Um, I was very fortunate to have it given to me as a Christmas present by my uh, wife and daughters. Um, and as you can imagine, I was absolutely over the moon with that. <laughs> Couldn't ask for anything better. Um, so they'd obviously listened to the hints that I was dropping, which was good. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I, I phoned up um, Era Legends and obviously used the voucher that I had and uh, managed to book it in for June. Um, so I had to wait six months for it, which I was more than happy to do. It wasn't a problem for me. Um, and luckily, even though it was a Christmas present, I managed to book it for my birthday last year. So it was uh, it worked out as a nice uh, sort of birthday excursion as well. So that was pretty good. Um, but for the, and talking for the experience itself, uh, I mean, it's it's very, very difficult to put into words, I think. I can see you all nodding at me at the screen. <laughs> it's um, it's strangely emotional. Um, I have no uh, family members that were in the RAF. Um, my granddad was in the army in the war. Um, I've got no sort of emotional ties to that aircraft. It's just through uh, years of going to air shows and um, sort of, uh, seeing them at different events and uh, sort of like falling in love with that aircraft that made it such an uh, emotional experience, I think. And, and I, there's nothing that quite, I mean, because the way the Aero Legends are doing it at the moment, because um, they used to do it with uh, a Devon, uh, De Havilland Devon, but unfortunately that's uh, not airworthy at the moment. So the way that they do it now, and I think we've all had the same experiences, that they do it with uh, a helicopter flight and the the the, the, uh, the Spitfire then pulls alongside and then flies over side and does a few sort of manoeuvres around the helicopter and and that's the, that's what you get. Um, it's there's nothing that, for me, there's nothing that prepares you for when you first see it pull up alongside. I mean, we've all seen Spitfires a million and one times on the ground, in the air, but when you're actually flying in a helicopter and one pulls up next to you, it, it's just like the hairs on the back of your neck go up, the hairs on your arms are standing on end. You're just like, you're shaking a little bit, the adrenaline's pumping and you just think, this is unbelievable. This is absolutely unbelievable what I'm witnessing here. And there's just nothing that can sort of prepare you for that moment. And there was, uh, on my flight, there was there was uh, a husband and a wife. Um, I was lucky enough to sit in the front seat next to the pilot and they were sitting in the back seat, and they, they were very much not photographers at all. They, they just had iPhones with them. I think one of them had like a little point-and-shoot camera that they, that they took up with them. But once we'd landed and the experience was done, it, we all just sort of looked at each other, and we just looked at each other and went, wow, that was amazing. And, and even, even them that were not on, on the same sort of um, same level as, as myself in terms of being an av geek and a, a, a photographer, an aviation photographer, they were just spellbound by it. And I was equally amazed by it. And I just, there's not much else I can say to describe it, to be honest. It was just absolutely fantastic. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. I really would. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people might say that £400 or whatever it is for 10 minutes alongside a spit <coughs> is a lot of money. Once you've experienced it, it's just words can't describe it to be honest yeah there's just there is no words it's just i mean i i went up um and um, my boss came with me because my boss is also a photographer and he's really into all this sort of stuff as well so cool. we do and we you know we get on very well as mates and we're just like 
I'd seen that people had done it before and, and it looked just really, really cool. And we were just thinking of ideas. And I went, did you fancy trying this? And he was, yeah, absolutely. And um, like our initial flight got cancelled about, about two days beforehand because the helicopter broke. Uh, and it got reorganized. Um, it was it was going to work out okay because um, like I was already down I was already down south anyway. I was playing gigs with one of my bands, and he was doing the photography for it for it on the on the Saturday. So we were going to go up do the Spitfire thing and go to the gig. But of course, that got cancelled. So in the end, what we did was we set off at half past three in the morning, I think it was, and drove all the way from the northeast all the way down to Headcorn, did the Spitfire thing, and drove all the way back. Oh and, man! Uh, I mean, we were silent, like pretty much most most of the way back, and it wasn't because we were tired or anything. It was just we kept, we got off the uh, like and just sort of got in the car, and it was just like it'd be silence. Then occasionally we go, I can't believe we've just done that. That's insane. And then that'll be it, silence again. And then about in half an hour later, I can't believe it. It's just it, it's bonkers. Yeah, this is no, no, no for a Spitfire coming up, up alongside you. Um, I don't know how they flew it for you, but for me, what they did, the first thing you did, because we, we were looking, we had Parky flying for us. Yeah. And, and so you may fly, the, uh, we, you and me did it the same day, didn't we, Craig? Same day, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you were in the afternoon, didn't you? Yeah, I was 2 uh, two p.m., yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I was on the 11 o'clock one. Um, and it's just like, it must have done the same for you, Ben. So, yeah, we're there, and he does like a, a sneak pass, obviously. So you just comes up from behind and you don't see him coming all of a sudden he's alongside it and he passes really close in front of the helicopter really quick disappears and does the same from the opposite direction and it's just uh, that first time seeing that you know like, bloody hell that's absolutely insane it's awesome it's it, it is i mean look i think you, i think you had uh parky as well didn't you ben so yeah yeah yeah, yeah I mean, I think I'm the odd one out of the group here because I had uh, Charlie Brown, so the old famous moustache uh, flying the uh, <laughs> flying the the spit on the day that I did it, and he was he was just the same. He wasn't quite as exuberant to start with. He he um, sort of crept up behind us on on the pilot side, so it was the opposite side to me. So I found myself in the position where I'm I'm like sort of shooting across the pilot sort of thing, and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, mate," and I'm like. Don't worry about that. You're flying the helicopter. You know, <laughs> I'll shoot past you. If you're in my shot, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so obviously, like, I'm shooting past him, and I'm just like, I, I put the camera to my eye, and I'm sort of shooting away, and then I just put the camera down for a second. And I was just like, wow, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I, there's literally a Spitfire there. We're about, I don't know, two thousand feet off the ground, whatever it was. And there's a Spitfire just like 50 feet outside this helicopter. It's just absolutely amazing. If that, <laughs> yeah. if that, if that, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that, because obviously, because he, because he crept up very slowly alongside us. Like obviously, he was probably even closer than that to be honest. But it was just absolutely brilliant. It's like a shark. It what about it? It's, it's, that's what it's like. Isn't it? it's, it's like almost being attacked by a shark. It just it, it appears. And then obviously because it's um Mark Nine, it's grey green and it's like it really does resemble a shark that the slightly modified fin, you're sort of thinking, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just wow. Definitely. Definitely. Uh just uh, yeah. It's just uh, um, our, our pilot actually turned around and said, Are you all okay there? Because you're ghostly silent and we're just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just no words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, talking talking about the staff with um, with Aero Legends and, and with obviously the pilots, because obviously they they outsource the helicopters for for a different company. But 
a lot of credit needs to go to them because they, they sort of manage you through the experience I found. Um, I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but um, they were very much, they sort of, they take you into like the briefing room and they sort of they sit down on them like nice leather sofas in there and you sort of have a little bit of a chat and you sort of say, right, this is what's going to happen. At this time, we'll take you out in the van up to the uh, up to where the helicopters are. You'll get in, you'll go airborne, you'll do this, that and the other. It'll be about 10 minutes alongside the, the Spitfire and whatnot. But the great thing is they always just say, make sure, especially if you've got a ca- big camera in your hand and whatnot, make sure you just take some time out of that 10 minutes to just sit there and enjoy what you're seeing. And that was the best advice, I think, that I had all day that day, to be honest. It was just, I did at times just put the camera down and I was just sitting there and just watching it and just thinking, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I was glad that they told me that because otherwise I know what I'm like. I'll, I'll go through a 64 gigabyte memory card quicker than you can say 64 gigabytes sometimes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I would have felt that before before the thing had even like done one pass of the helicopter so i was glad that they gave advice that day <laughs> no it was exactly, exactly the same exactly the same said to us and that again i mean i took a lot of shots i mean the thing is my camera's 20 frames a second so it's very easy to take a lot of shots as well <laughs> yeah. um yeah. so i think this is more of a i can't miss anything so like any, any chance it was just you know spray and pray for a lot of it but because we did say you know make sure you take some time to put the camera down just watch yeah that was one of the best things they said because we had him at this point i was watching him he was on the opposite side to me and he just dipped underneath and i'm looking down and he just appears from underneath you and he's so so close to you it's just like, like yeah. this is just insane <laughs> it's just yeah but i'm i do agree that was one of the best things they said was just make sure you put the camera down for at least a minute just to sit and mm. watch it and yeah yeah just yeah what about you connor is there anything sort of different that, that was sort of done on your day or things that you remember specifically about the experience that sort of stand out in your mind or I think as Craig said, when he first sort of like bounced us almost, I was sat um, actually, funny enough, the opposite way because I was in one of the bigger helicopters. So I was facing towards the back of the fuselage. And um, ah. you see it pull alongside and then he drops back and then appears out of nowhere. And then you see him dart across the opposite side window, straight across the front. And I'm sat there with my phone just expecting it. And it, it just honestly it shot past. And even still, you know, how how close it is you not only do you feel the weight turbulence the prop is i mean that's just something else as well you know you, you're sort of thinking you know oh, it's a helicopter come on you should be knocking him out of the sky and not the other <laughs> way around and yeah then you see i i think craig's quite lucky as well at the same time we had quite a good day for it so it was quite a nice sort of amount of cloud and uh, sort of reasonable sunlight as well so as he pulled back out of the turn to sort of line back up on our side, all the wings lit up with just the reflection. It's just, honestly, I just, it, it's, it, yeah, I I don't know. It's just when, you know, like, as you say, words can't describe it. You know, you, you start to think it, various expletives. I won't probably say them all to on here because <laughs> Rob will have a lovely time. No, you're right, mate. <laughs> you start thinking, shit, you know, the, <laughs> such, such an icon, iconic aircraft it's just sat yeah 50 feet away and you know he's I, you know yeah I think I think <laughs> for me as well part of it is is that they are iconic and mm. they are very much in demand I mean all you have to do is look at the ticket price to actually sit in the back of one of them oh, um, yeah. to know how much in demand they are so to just think that 
you and probably two or three other people in that helicopter have got it to yourself for 10 minutes and it's flying alongside you. It's just like, honestly, it's just great. It, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just the sheer power of it as well. Cause again, oh, you know, yeah. we, we all hear and see, you know, the sound of the Merlins and everything like that. And again, um, St. George, you know, it is a Mark, it is a Mark 9, isn't it? It's yeah, Mark 9. Mark 9 yeah. Yes. Yeah, Mark yeah. 9. Um, you know, it's got the slightly outrated Merlin in it. Um, and it's when he, you know, I don't know whether you gents got this, when he sat to one side after he's done a few little sort of like um cruises next to you so you can get your shots and, and so we go over another little bit, um, which I'm sure we'll come on to. He then does the pullaways. Yeah. So yeah. so wing up, classic elliptical shape. Off we go, and all of a sudden he's two miles away. And it's yeah. again with the headsets on like this. You know, you've got the noise of the heli as well, and the pilot chattering away to him as well. Because again, I don't know whether you had it. We had um, constant comms with the yeah. with the Spitfire. Um, you know, walking us through what yeah. he's doing. Um, it's even when you still hear him fire out that merging, like just let rip, just yeah. give it a full send. And you still hear that <laughs> that iconic roar. It's just, yeah. It, honestly, you know, it is hair yeah, raising. It is, yeah, it is hair raising and actually really emotional. Again, yeah. I, I, I yeah. said to Ben afterwards because you know we were all mashing away straight away. What's you know? How did you find it? And it's like actually it genuinely brought a tear to my eye because it, yeah. it's just you know, yeah. I, again, I can't I can't describe uh, it in words. It's just yeah. I, I had it when I was. To like all three of you chaps, I said that when I got down on the ground and when I was in the air, I did like, like Connor said, wept a tear because not only with the fact was it was something that we all dream of doing, everyone dreams of doing it, mm-hmm. with an aircraft at any point, whether it be a, a general aviation or a Spitfire or a Typhoon or anything like that. But I think for me, I mean, I, again, same as Dan, I didn't have any family that were in the RAF in Second World War pilots that were in the Army and in the Navy. But we flying in the same airspace in next to the similar aircraft over where 70 years ago our grandparents and other people's grandparents were fighting over the skies of Britain to defend the land just hit. And it was like, wow, you're, you're in the same airspace where 70 years ago young men like our age and Connor's age were, were battling for our freedom that we have now over where we're flying now in a helicopter taking the picture of this ultimately is a war machine it was a weapon of war now we're we're in awe of it and yeah it was and you know like, like i said like you guys have already covered that we all sat there took photos and yeah just put the camera down for like 30 seconds mm-hmm. to a minute and just looked and it was just yeah mind-blowing to see this elegant aircraft sat there and then just have it like concept pull 90 degrees the elliptical and just power off and then come zooming in front of the chopper and getting a weight turbulence and hearing it over the helicopter and the headset and yeah incredible and i mean to see him on your right hand side then disappear under the chopper and then appear on your side like 10 15 feet 30 feet away from the chopper it was just insane absolutely insane and same as craig i got back i I took the missus down there spoke with Parker afterwards, got a, got a print, got on the car, and I just sat there and I was like, wow, just, just <laughs> wow. And the whole car journey back, it was like a three-hour drive back, it was just, I can't believe that, and I, I did this, and then there was that, <laughs> and yeah, it was literally the best experience I've ever had in my life. And 
I would, like Ant said, I would do it again without a shout about. Um, for anyone listening, just do it. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Raw emotion, the, the feeling you got. I mean, it sounds really odd. One of the guys that was up there was like, oh, this is what it must have felt like for a German bomber crew to see a Spitfire coming up and darting past and all that. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you're in like a similar, you're in the air, you've been intercepted by a Spitfire. You haven't been shot down, luckily. But yeah, um, yeah, in, absolutely incredible. One of the best experiences of my aviation photography out there. So I don't want to say career, it's not career, but um, yeah one of the best experiences i'll never forget it and yeah i'd probably say the kids need to do it again what are you looking yeah. at it's me and the <laughs> board just spoken we've been saying why don't we look at possibly towards the end of the year where there's more autumnal colors and stuff oh, starting to come mm. it's like oh yeah. that's, <laughs> that's the thing i think for me i think it's that good of an experience that once you've done it and you realize the value of it and, and how much you enjoy it Yes, it's only brief. Yeah, but so so is everything in life these days. You know, like you pay hundred quid to go to a football match these days, and last ninety minutes. You know what I mean? So, like, just forget that. Just just save the money. Like, save up for a couple of months, pay for the ticket, get it done. If you if you're umming and ahhing about it, and just just experience it once. If you don't like it, if you if it's not if it's not for you, then 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 great. Like at least you've tried it. Like you you can say you've done it once. You know what I mean? But. I don't. I, I haven't spoken to anyone that's done it, um, both there on the day and subsequently since in the in the in the preceding sort of the following months. What what not what more um, that didn't enjoy it and didn't have an emotional sort of reaction to it and didn't think I need to do that again as soon as like physically possible. <laughs> <laughs> and I I agree with you, Craig. I'd love to do it in the autumn colours. That would be amazing. That would be really amazing. The only problem is I think they stop operations around the start of October, don't they? So Yeah, you hear what you're talking yeah. about one of the very, very last flights. Mm. Yeah. 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 So um so obviously such is the weather in this country that it's not always safe to fly, unfortunately. <laughs> but um yeah, it's um, uh, yeah to do it at different times of the year. But also, I mean, like I said, we're not affiliated to Aero Legends here on this podcast. We're, there, there's plenty of other places that you can do it with Spit. I mean, I've been looking at Classic Wins at Dux- Duxford. They do it for a very very similar price. Um, the only difference is you're flying a, a, a Dragon Rapide. Well, uh, you might uh-huh. fly a Dragon Rapide after recent events, uh, which we won't discuss. But um, yeah, I mean, like you can, you can. There's, there's, there's lots of places around the UK that you can do flights like this for a, a, a sort of very similar price. And d- there's different aircraft on offer. I mean, I know that Aero Legends have just got uh, the St George Spitfire, but there's Duxford's got countless Spitfires. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, you could, uh, you could fill your boots there if you did a couple of different ones. So um, it's, it's definitely worth looking into and I'm sure there's places around the country that do it for people who live a bit further afield who are not willing to get up at three o'clock in the morning like Craig did. <laughs> <laughs> a long day. <laughs> definitely, no, mate. No. I mean, I thought, it, I thought it was a long day driving from Birmingham down there and back again, but you driving from uh, from the northeast and coming, uh, coming back again in one yeah. day. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about six hour, <laughs> five and a half to six hour drive down and about the same back. So Yeah, so... so so for those of us uh, for those of us listening that are not uh, sort of familiar with the UK, Northumberland is about as far north as you can go without being in Scotland. <laughs> well, we are on, we are literally on the border with Scotland. 
So yeah, there you go. See, it's uh, so that's a bloody long day. That is. Yeah, <laughs> but like you say, it was worth it. Yeah, mental the, the concept of driving down to Kent for twenty minutes and then home. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I, I had the exact same thoughts when I was leaving Western. I was like, I'm driving three and a half hours for a, a twenty minute flight and then a three and a half hour drive back. Yeah. But it was the best ten minutes, about like twenty minutes I've, I've ever had. I'll tell you something else yeah. as well. So which we, they mentioned in the briefing was they said, you know, when they were saying about watching the Spitfire, take the time to watch it, you got to appreciate how nimble it still is. Mm. And you don't realise that you see it at the air show, but from the air shows, you, uh, uh, you you see them quite often. It's from a distance and you don't appreciate how manoeuvrable it still is. And then when you're up with it, it does the sneak pass. And then it's just pulling away. Like I say, it pulls away from you. Next thing you know, it's two miles away and it cuts back in front of you, dips underneath you and all sorts. It's just like, it's so, so manoeuvrable still. And yeah, you don't really appreciate it until you see it. And it just looks so graceful pulling away from you. And then as it sort of turns to come back in at you as well, it's just, yeah, you just sit and think that's just absolutely awesome. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I think so, for me, some of my favourite <coughs> where it sort of peeled away from the helicopter, but then it sort of give you the top side view before it banked back in and come across the front of the helicopter. Yeah. That, yeah. that for me, yeah, those those moments when it did that, well, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> just so happy. I was just like, this is amazing. I was just like, I was just like mashing my finger into the shutter button. I was like trying to watch what they said. And uh, like the phone had fallen off the top of the camera. I was like, screw the phone, like carry on taking photos. <laughs> I, was just, I was, I was so like, I was, there was so much adrenaline pumping and I was so much in a tears, like trying to catch as much images as I could, but trying to enjoy the experience mm. as well. That I was just, I, I was buzzing when I came off. Absolutely buzzing. But I mean, another thing to note as well, it's the first time I'd been in a helicopter, so that was a new experience yeah. for me. I yeah, don't know about, about yeah. you guys. I know ben, yes. Ben's already been in a Puma and a bloody Chinook <laughs> and all that crap. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for the vast majority of people, a helicopter's not an everyday experience, is it? So it, that's something else that's new as well. Yeah, it was the first time for me. And it was dead funny because when I mentioned to a couple of friends I was doing that, they were sitting there going, oh, you're brave going in the helicopter. And you know what? It was fine. It, yes, it's a little bit small. It's a little bit cramped, but it was comfy and it was fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Try Harvard. I really enjoyed being in the helicopter. I, 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 I was actually a little a little bit nervous about it before I did it. But to be honest, it was it was so smooth and, and um, sort of you felt, comfortable and safe in it do you know what i mean like you felt like the, the pilot knew exactly what they were doing and he was in complete control at all times there was no no question about that and you just think oh, i'm in a helicopter and then you think screw the helicopter on there's a bloody spitfire there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, forget the plush you know leather I mean? seats like the rolls royce-esque sort yeah, of yeah. feeling getting inside and stuff, a little bit of shag park carpet I'm in, in the middle so I saw that. There's a Spitfire. <laughs> yeah, I'm in this posh helicopter. I've never been in one of these before. Oh, hello. <laughs> Spitfire. <laughs> it was quite yeah. funny though, because right, you, well, you don't realise that you're lifted off the ground. You just go, oh, we're off then, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a long way down. <laughs> what, what, one thing I did want to discuss just quickly as well, because I know that we've uh, all had different, slightly different experiences from the way that we shot um, the experience with our cameras. I mean, I was lucky enough because I was sat in the front seat to actually have a little hatch on the window that was almost 
designed for my lens at the time that I was using, and it literally squeezed nicely out the window, and I could rotate it in pretty much all directions to follow the Spitfire as it flew alongside. So I didn't even, even though I'd taken the time to go and buy a, a rubber sort of uh, lens hood to sort of put against the glass, I actually didn't need to use that at all. So I was quite lucky from that point of view. So I didn't have any obstructions in the way. But did you guys have similar experiences or different experiences? So ours, we we shot for the glass because we had the little uh, little slidey window bit, but they'd asked us to like not open it all the way. And they said the thing is, you know, it does. You do risk um, jet wash uh, well from uh, well down blast from the air from the propellers just sort of like ripping your camera camera out your hand and then it's a two thousand foot drop down. So um, yeah, yeah. So we got asked to keep that just enough just to keep it ventilated. So I was shooting through the glass. So I did the same thing. I got the rubber um, like cone thing to stick over the top of my uh, lens so that I got rid of any reflections. But mind you, it was, it was nice. the glass was clean enough anyway within the helicopter that I was getting really nice shots without actually having that against the glass. And I still didn't get any reflections. Yeah. So, mm. oh, that's yeah. good. That's yeah, good. What about you, Connor? Yeah, <clears throat> same mirrored that. I I went ahead and um, brought one of the little rubber. Well, I had one anyway from previous sort of escapades, and um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't end up bother taking it up with me. I only went with a um, polarizer, and again because I was oh, facing right. backwards, it sort of benefited me a little bit anyway because I could see it sort of moving around and just as it sort of come into line. Um, yeah. I mean, the disadvantage was when it disappeared off in front of me. I had no hope in hell. Uh, it's one of those things. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, as I say, it was just a case of just. I, I even um, I, I tried the live view. I I didn't find that. I I didn't find that at all beneficial. I I had it up to the eyepiece and was cracking. Away. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, talking about live view versus the uh, the EVF, um, I tried to use the evf because i'm mirrorless so i tried Mm. to use the evf but the problem was um because where the hatch was it was like it wasn't really possible for me to sort of maneuver my head down to that position so Mm. i actually used the live view on the back of the camera for most of my shots apart from the shots where i came away from that little hatch and was shooting across the the pilot and sort of that side of the chopper um then i had it to my eye then but um, yeah, no, it's 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 a good point to make because obviously, depending on where you are in the, mm. the helicopter and sort of what what situation you've you've got for yourself during the experience, you might need to consider that. So, what about yeah. you, Ben? Did you were you in a similar position? Uh, yeah, so I was sat um, diagonal, so across from the pilot in the back again, facing backwards, um, and being a slightly taller. Uh, gentlemen it was a I tried to use the, the island piece but I had no no chance so the whole experience was shot on live view and would I say I struggled with it no I I, I used the, the back button autofocus and just held that down whilst yeah. shooting um had you know held the camera like as, as best as possible as I could tighten the body so they kept tight um and even when I was shooting across the aircraft to the right hand side of the aircraft as the pilot sits. Um, I still use live view because there was three uh, two other people sat in front of me and then a gentleman next to me as well. So I couldn't, you know, tuck in behind the, the viewfinder. See, I used the, the the live view the whole time and it kind of helped me frame the shot a bit better because I could see with both eyes the entire frame of what I was going to get on my screen 
Yeah. Whereas sometimes, I don't know if anyone does struggle with it, if you're looking through your viewfinder, you, you think you've got the whole aircraft in, but you're only focusing on one little part of the viewfinder, you're not taking the entire thing in. So you kind of sometimes yeah. you will cut off the tail, yeah. you will cut off the nose, the wing tip. Where I found shooting live view, I could see what I was shooting. I was like, right, hang on a minute, I just need to pull back a little bit, twist a little bit, and you know, get yourself into that position to shoot. Um, same, same as Connor and Craig, I bought the the rubber lens of ages ago. Um, again, didn't take it up, thought mm, we'll give it a go. The, the glass enough to shoot through. Um, I had one or two shots shooting again across the aircraft where I got the reflection um, from the window in. But anytime he was my side, never had any any glare or any reflections of it. So yeah, it's um, relatively easy, I would say to. Sure. That's good stuff, mate. It's good stuff. Now it's it sounds it's it sounds like we've all had slightly slightly different experiences, but obviously, just for anyone listening who's thinking about doing it or has already booked up to do it, obviously, all these little tips and sort of bits and bobs of advice they all sort of help, don't they? Because uh, it gives you a, a rough idea of what to expect, depending on which sort of helicopter you're in on the day i was just i was just lucky i was in the front seat so i was i was well happy <laughs> i was just the only thing was i was very mindful not to hit the because uh, obviously uh the, the 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 sort of front seat is like a co-pilot seat um so i was trying not to hit the the control column <laughs> whilst i was fanning about trying to like take photos i was like if i hit this we're going down so i was just like don't <laughs> But luckily, luckily, I managed to avoid it completely. So uh, there was no mishaps, as it were. So um, now we've all uh, sort of uh, reminisced and uh, described our uh, amazing experiences with the Spitfire. Um, I thought we'd just quickly go around uh, round everyone that's on the podcast and just sort of uh, talk about what, what your sort of wish list air-to-air would be. So just um, two or three aircraft that you just absolutely like, give an arm and a leg for to sort of be up in the air with and uh and do air-to-air photography with so whoever wants to go first jump in like if you've got anything that's on the tip of your tongue or ready to go or whatnot um i think for me there's a few so yeah of course the f-22 imagine yes. just going like, air-to-air of a raptor would just be insane um oh yes to us uh, i quite like i'd, I'd really love the idea the chance to and uh, do air to air with some of the the, the pilots over at uh, Lake and Heath because I'm just I just really really enjoy uh, the Lake and Heath uh, guys and girls like obviously just their F-15s and their F-35s they just we see them so often and just to get the chance to go air to air with, with them would be great um, uh, Blackjack uh, another one and for me I'd love to do an air to air with Sally B the B-17 Yes. Again, <laughs> Memphis Bell. You know, that goes back to my childhood. Like I said earlier on, you know, I've watched that thing since that, that movie since I was like two or three year old. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I remember the first time seeing Sally B at Duxford, and it was like that. That was quite another quite emotional thing, especially when they had the theme tune playing and it just came past. <laughs> yeah, special. So yeah, yeah. that would be like pretty special for me definitely mate yeah and no, i totally agree with sally b that would have been on my list as well i'll have to think of something else quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> go on connor let's uh let's uh, let's see what else uh what, what other uh items we've got on a dream wish list as it were i mean uh, straight up there one of the special scheme tornadoes 
either the wraparound 40 40th scheme or pinky it's got to be up there I'd love yeah. to have done that you've invented a time machine as well I see I don't <laughs> I did. I didn't say current or former. So yeah, by all means, mate. Like, mate, mate uh... I wasn't around when the original <laughs> pinky was flying. So <laughs> <laughs> probably a Corsair. I do love a Corsair. Oh, Going, yeah. oh, yes. it's just, in a classic sort of blue livery as well. Oh, it's oh, I don't know. Yeah, so, so, Corsair does it for me. The, the one at Duxford with the yellow nose as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That'd be one of all. Oh, that or a checkerboard nose, black and white checkerboard nose. How about some Tomcats? Oh, <laughs> here, here we go. We're yep. opening some can of worms now. I can sense a Top Gun Maverick discussion coming on here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, probably a Herc. Again, I do have yeah. a little love affair for the Hercs. I just, you know, I just think it's so. Any cool. Herc or, or an RAF Herc or. I think it'd have to be an RAF because obviously you know yeah. it's homeboys it's got to be got to be done. Yeah. Um, plus, it, plus it's an endangered species now as well with it being sadly, uh, sadly, yeah, yeah. Supposedly rare breeds finishing flying, yeah, yeah, soon. So, and um, yeah, probably a B twenty nine. One oh, of the um, one of the CAF ones. I, I yeah. again, I, I like my big prop stuff and. I'd love to go and shoot that in the States in the first place and then air to air or something yeah. like that. You know, the, the, the polished aluminium. I just, again, just does it for me. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't You don't have to explain why, mate. You don't have to explain why. As long as shiny, uh, shiny, as long shiny as... wings and full discs, why not? <laughs> as long as it works for you, mate. That's yeah. the main thing. That's the main thing. Where are you, what about you, Ben? I'll go last. Oh, geez, I'll have to rearrange all of my freaking suggestions. <laughs> oh, same there, same there. Jeez, um, oh, I mean, maybe Warbird heavy for me, really, but um, a Lancaster definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, would be up there. Um, same as Connor, Hercules, definitely, mm. especially like a RAF one. Um, I suppose better for a fast gen, I don't know. Um, I would go like Tornado or Harrier, Jaguar, Buccaneer, something like that. If I really want to push the boat out, Nighthawk F117, <laughs> one of those would just be, oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just blow that out of the water. Um, but yeah, I, I'd take anything at the moment, I'd, I'd, I'd just sell, sell a leg to go up and, and shoot anything, <laughs> anything apart from the yeah, yeah. You've not left me with many choices, fellas, so really appreciate your efforts <laughs> I know, today, so I, I, I know, I know <laughs> That's for, wonderful. I know for a fact that I know one of yours, and I know it'd probably be your top Yeah, one. you know you know one of mine, and I'm going I'm yeah. to say it straight off the bat. First of all, like, above all else, the one thing I would love to do air-to-air with is a mosquito. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. hands down, for me... That is the best looking plane ever created, as far as I'm concerned. Like people can argue with me in the comments, they can send me shit on Instagram, on Facebook, <laughs> I don't care. For me, that is the most beautiful aircraft I have ever seen. I haven't been fortunate enough to see it in real life yet. And I'm hoping that changes in the next few years in the UK. But like I've I have seen one, <laughs> sorry, I have seen one in real life, but not flying in real life. I've seen the one at um East Kirk, we do a taxi run, which again was an amazing experience. Um, but to see one flying, that would be great to do air to air. 
there's just no absolutely no no sort of comparison there so that would be very top of my list uh air to air with uh, a mosquito i mean after that I, i'm it's just the air to air experience i think to yeah. be honest i think yeah. i think it's just you see all of these aircraft you shoot them from the ground so often you see them on the ground so often just to be in that other environment with them um it's just definitely as parky said in their natural habitat Mm. Yeah, 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 and that's exactly it, isn't it? That's exactly it, and it's it's a it's it's a very different type of aviation photography that obviously there's there's very few people in the in the world that have sort of uh, perfected or sort of made uh, sort of uh, a regular sort of uh, creative endeavor from it. But the ones that have, you just marvel at their work. I mean, one yeah. guy that springs to mind is uh, Bradley Wenzel. Um, I think his name is, if I'm saying yeah. that right, from uh, EAA uh, Oshkosh over in America. Mm. Uh, and his work is just sensational. And he, uh, don't get me wrong, he's he's got a lot of the opportunity. The, the opportunity he's got is amazing, and he's got one of the best jobs in the world. But some of the work he's produced with Air to Air is just absolutely sensational and he's lucky enough to be up with us uh, a mosquito and every time he posts a photo on instagram i am there just salivating over it and i just message him <laughs> and go mate this is like this is so high on my list bucket list it's unreal <laughs> and he just says oh no i appreciate that dude <laughs> I mean, and, and then one to mind there as well as the likes of uh, obviously the guys at co-op you know, the stuff, the stuff, especially recently, some of the stuff they've been shooting, I've been just following on their on their, uh, their Instagram and everything. It's absolutely awesome. What some awesome opportunities they're getting as well. Um, yeah, so definitely, mate. Mm. You know, it's it's brilliant, and that's again more opportunities. Which, like, I mean, bloody hell, I wish I could get involved with that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Think- and 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 the the thing is with 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 the. With the air-to-air side of the hobby, it, there is a cost that comes with it, and it's it's basically what's comfortable for you to afford. And we we've all found that the the the, the air-to-air with the Spitfire is an affordable experience. Um, and and there's there's a lot higher levels than that uh, that are offered uh, at, with different companies around the world um, that you can that you can do, and you can sort of uh, fill fill your memory cards to your heart's content, as it were. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you're in that position and able to do that and not threatened with divorce or <laughs> that's it. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of them. And, and if you do get the opportunity to do any sort of air to air, then fair play to you. Um, really, honestly, it's, uh, it really is one of the best, the best things you can do in this hobby. I think instantly addictive. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. But no, that, that pretty much brings us to the end boys. Uh, it's been a great chat. I've um, thoroughly enjoyed um, reminiscing because obviously mine was longest to go. You guys have done it in the last month or so, haven't you? Mm, so yeah. mm-hmm. my experience yeah. was uh, just over a year ago now. So it's been it's been great to sort of bring back those memories and, and and sort of talk about it with people that have done done similar stuff. So what we'll do though before we go, we'll just go around everyone that's on on the pod like we normally do and just uh, get your social media handle so anyone listening can sort of follow along and see the shots that you did get from from your experiences. So. Connor, do you want to fire away and tell us where, where we can find you and whatnot? Um, so I pretty much only use Instagram at the moment. Um, CM Aviation underscore photography. Um, I have other things in the works, things like that. I'm sure we all do, um, but nothing to get off the ground just yet. So just Instagram for the moment. Awesome, mate. No worries. Craig, about yourself? 
So I'm on Facebook and Instagram, so you can either just find me personally, uh, Craig Strawbridge, or my photography page, which is Strawbridge Photography. Uh, you'll know which one is on there because it's either loads of pictures of wildlife or loads of pictures of jets, uh, one of the two. <laughs> um, my main one for aviation on Instagram is strawbridge underscore aviation. Uh, and yeah, you'll see me on there. And it's loads of reels, loads of uh, loads of photos and all sorts. And that's my main way you can find me. Good stuff, mate. Thank you very much. And Ben, what about yourself? Uh, so Facebook and Instagram and Dabbing into a bit of YouTube now is uh, Ben's underscore aviation underscore photography. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Um, yeah, um, I'm on uh, Facebook and YouTube just under my name, Anthony Fogarty. Um, and you can find me on Instagram as Anthony underscore aviation underscore photography. And yeah, you can see all of our shots from our uh, air to air that we've posted. Uh, you might have to scroll back a little bit for mine. I think actually once this is posted, I might post a couple of shots so people don't have to scroll back so far because <laughs> a year's a bit of a long time on my, my grid. <laughs> so you'll be scrolling for a while. Um, but yeah, um, obviously Ben, uh, Craig and Connor, they've all uh, posted shots more recently than myself. Uh, so by all means, give them a follow, give them, have a look, have a look at the shots, give them some feedback and give them some likes and whatnot. That'd be great. One more account. We keep forgetting it, and every time we do the podcast, oh no, we don't need to do the main group. They've got the selfish, <laughs> selfish plug. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, yeah, go on. Twitch, every handle. Have geeks assemble. Um, but on on a slight tangent, and it's a bit of shameless promoter, like not promoting. Um, some of you, especially on Instagram, may have seen recently that there's been a lot of very big accounts and very well known accounts being hacked um it's horrible it's selfish disgusting shouldn't be happening our resident jesus christ as we nickname him smike has done a quick little guide <laughs> on how to secure your account with two-faced uh, two-factor authentication so if you go onto the main abgeeks page on instagram go into the real section and you'll see a video of, my, of smike and he's just giving you that bit of security and that bit of security will save your account from being hacked and you losing all of that effort that you guys and girls put in with your awesome content it's, it needs to stop it has to stop so do that yeah you're very, you're very right ben and um like pe- people that have uh, that we all know and uh, love on, on in the aviation community on instagram of there's some pretty big names over the last uh, couple of weeks just recently that have that have lost their accounts to hackers and these all these hackers are doing are using the accounts just to promote some sort of like scam to do with like um trading or to do with like bitcoin or something like that they're not genuine whatsoever they're just trying to entice people to do the same thing because they've got a lot of and they're hacking these accounts because they've got a lot of followers so they're exploiting that trust level that you've got with the people that you've got. So if you if you uh, if you haven't got two factor authentication turned on on Instagram or any of your other social medias, which I'm sure that Facebook and uh, the likes of TikTok and various others will have the same sort of thing, get it turned on. It doesn't take two minutes. You just put a couple of details in. Um, just just protect yourself because you like if you've built up a following of like thirty, forty, fifty thousand people over the last three or four years or whatnot, and then all of a sudden some idiot comes along and steals that from you. And there's, unfortunately, the Instagrams and TikToks and Facebooks of the world won't help you get it back. They'll just ignore you. Um, you're sort of stuck then. So, yeah, 
I totally agree, mate. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that we put that message out there and I'm glad that it's got so much feedback. So I'm hoping that anyone listening to the podcast who, who hasn't done the same um, will will take that advice and, and protect their accounts. So yeah, so that's good. Um, well, that, that brings us to the end then, gents. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you've all uh, enjoyed the chat. I've enjoyed it. It's been great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> really good. Cheers. So yeah, make sure you go and follow Connor and uh, and Craig, um, especially as our guest this week. And uh, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, look forward to listening, uh, seeing you on the next episode of the Av Geeks Assemble podcast. And we will see you at the fence. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Av Geeks Assemble podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Av Geeks Assemble.